0: What? Here all
1: the videos here,
0: which your base be the glory. Who that Who that? Who that Who that Who that Who that? Who that? Episode 15 of Food at 242. I'm your host Timmy. This is on the Solid Podcast Network. Shout out to sponsors Collector by the Bahamas, Cause Light, Made to Chill, and Ricardo. Ram to keep the him in. Um, so you know who that is about uh, youth, sports, and culture. I like to say so. Kind of the things themes going early, but you know I like to highlight young people doing things outside of the normal realm. So you, you do have two guys who are big in their fields: lawyer, finance, but government. You know, so we just had an election. So. I want to have a conversation today about this. So, me personally, the name number politics is House of God. So, Barry, Q, I love the show. To... I
1: love that show. Yeah. <laughs> House of God is
0: it. So, um, I want I, I, the purpose of this show, I just want to. This is, all my, I pick up my guests selfishly. What I, what I would want to know, mm-hmm. and I hope that other people would also like to know these type of things. So, uh, Barry, congratulations. Q, Q, so, senators. Yes. So, um, and the youngest weepy. You know, I'm very vehement, so I use all of them now. They're, they're the youngest weepy of, of the Senate.
1: Correct, correct.
0: So um how, how does it feel? It's been like a month now two three weeks now?
1: I think it's been um uh, we were appointed on October first. Okay. Um and I think the swearing in was at the opening of parliament. So oh. I guess almost a month now. A month, yeah. Okay. Um it's been good so far. I think it's been a whirlwind, you know, mm-hmm. um lots of meetings, lots of planning and kind of preparing for what is to come. Mm-hmm. Um when the legislative session opens, it actually opened today with the House. And mm-hmm. so um yeah, so it's been good so far.
0: So, before we get into the political career, I want to ask you guys, starting with your personal career. So, how did you know that two things, you wanted to get into politics and into your field of finance? Like, what, what part of it was it? High school, primary school, were you just like in college and you switched a couple of majors? Like, what about you? Talk to me about your professional career.
2: Okay, so, in, me, in terms of my professional career, um, I think I made a very sound decision um, like around the 10th grade when I started taking up economics. And I always felt as if that the financial field was something that best suited me. You know, there was a brief moment in there where I thought about being a lawyer, mm-hmm. but I was like, you know what? I, I don't wanna take that route. Um, and so for me, it's just something that I fully developed and I felt as if it honed my natural skills and ability. And that's why I decided to take that route. Um, I went off to school, um, got a scholarship, was fortunate enough to get a scholarship, um, did finance, mine and accounting at Lincoln, came back, started working in the field, um, got my um, certified financial planner designation. You know, and so like, you know, investments has always been something that has motivated me and still to this day. And so like, for me, it was important of the st- establishing yourself from a professional standpoint before you even look at politics, you know, and I think that's very important because, you know, Bohemian politics is very different. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to realize that you have to be able to establish yourself from a career point of view, you know, because as you know, you know, it's very volatile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so for lack of a better word, and so that is why for me, but... Throughout my high school career and junior achievement, um, I excelled and I went to COB and I was elected CObus president. And I think and that yeah, we, we didn't because we know what COB says because right yeah. now it's no, it's no longer yeah. COB. <laughs> it's, 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 it's know Colba's oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, University Bomb is a student government now. They mm-hmm. call it SGA now, and it's so interesting. that so I was elected <clears throat> the student body president, and that particular like year meant a lot for me because you know I was voted on by. Pairs from all over the country, mm-hmm. you know, who go to COB, younger, older than me. And so it was a real impactful situation for me and helped shape my life. I mean, because I was elected Corpus president, I was asked for the first time to speak at the PLB convention wow. because I was Corpus president. Wow. And so, you know, so so, seven, six, seven blocks. yeah. So like that right mm-hmm. there more or less set the tone for me moving forward politically. And, you know, and I, like I said, I tell persons I don't care how young you are. It starts with that opportunity. You have to think it and believe it from whatever age, and just go full throttle at it. So before I let Barry, tell the story.
0: I don't know if Barry mem- remembers this.
2: Grade seven, and I was grade seven. The sock. I think
0: Barry had been grade eleven or twelve. He was. What do you, do you remember? Yeah, he was president of student council.
1: That would have been oh oh five. So, he, so yeah, I'm grade twelve.
0: Right. So he when he's in grade twelve, <clears throat> I was in grade nine. So I remember when I, oh I remember when it was. I was in grade eight and I was student council for my class, and he was the president of student council. Okay. So that was my that's my earliest memory, Barry. So I I know from like you know Q one was from COB. I remember yours from I was in SAC.
1: Yeah, from 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 then. Yeah. Um, in terms of my story, I I did not want to be a lawyer. I mm-hmm. actually was running away from law. <laughs> I think when you're young and you're kind of motivated and you speak well, people say, oh, you're going to be a lawyer or you're going to, you know, get into politics. So I actually was running away from that when I went to college, um, it was actually pre-med Okay. But after about oh, yeah. as a whole, as whole, a whole different yeah. kind of thing. So in in, in high school, I was kind of like interested in sciences. But um, as Q would know, we were in junior achievement program, and so I definitely was um, interested in business. I've always been interested in um, politics, international affairs, current events. But um, that's how my college career started out. But after about a year doing um, pre med, doing OCHEM and all that, I was like, okay, this definitely ain't for me. <laughs> and so I really had the liberal arts experience of trying different things out. Mm-hmm. My major ended up being in international relations and economics. And so that's what I kind of fell into. And so that was under the political science department. And so um, that's where you see the politics, you know, really starting to come mm-hmm. in kind of interested in that. um studying global affairs. Um, again, still running from law school. Was
0: it some, was, what was about that that made you feel like, okay, you did all these things. What, what about that made you think I'll stick with it?
1: Because I was actually interested in it. You know, mm-hmm. in, in, in college, when you don't have the pressure of parents or family or anyone kind of, you know, making you study, making you go to class, I think you really kind of figure out what you are interested in. And so for me, you go into the class, you're actually interested, you actually want to read the books, you actually want to do the assignments. And so for me, I'm like, Clearly, you know this is something I'm interested in, so I I kind of stuck with it. But then it was time to decide, you know, at the end of um, undergrad, what am I gonna do? Gonna get a job? Gonna go to grad school? Gonna go to law school? So I applied to grad school and law school. Got into some pretty good um, law schools, um, and so I just decided to to try it out. And I said, you know, if if I don't like it, I could always kind of switch. I was still kind of young for my age, kind of doing that. Um, but then I went to the UK. Um, did law school and fell in love, same kind of thing. I was really interested in the assignments, interested in the work. Um, as Q said, your kind of natural skills started to hone, you know, the speaking abilities, the analytical skills. And so I decided to stick with it and I, I don't regret it. So, you know, have had an amazing law career, being able to come back home, um, work at some pretty good, um, you know, fine, um, institutions, um, build a pretty good legal career. And so um, I was able to do that, So so, so happy about that. But yeah, the politics started to come in in undergrad. So as I got interested more in my undergrad in terms of international relations, I worked on Capitol Hill in D.C., worked for a couple of congressmen, um, you know, worked for a couple of Minnesota senators. My, my undergrad institution was in Minnesota. Um, and so getting very interested and in, in, intertwined in American politics. And so, you know, I couldn't leave out the, the Bahamian politics, right. you know, um, my family background was was PLP. And so I started to get involved with um, the Young Liberals. Q was actually one of them when I was off to school making sure I came back to Young Liberals meetings like in the summer. Make
0: you, like, hey. He was like one of them like,
1: bro, I know you're off to school, but we got a meeting on Saturday, <laughs> like push through. So, yeah. um, you know, going to Young Liberals meetings and then, you know, um, getting involved, you know, um, at that time when I was an undergrad, the PLP was in power. And so you meet a lot of the government ministers, you start helping them behind the scenes to write speeches, to analyze stuff. And so just kind of got involved behind the scenes. And so, um, a lot of people in the party, you know, for both Q and I, they would say, we kind of grew up in the party and in the PLP, it's a thing where you come through the ranks, you right, know, right. where some of the young people who really came through the ranks, because we were there from, we were very young, like working, you know, behind the scenes and just kind of working our way up the party system. So
0: Q, you said from Covers Press and you got to speak at the convention, talking about that experience, like any nerves, anything you would remember particularly about speaking at that convention?
2: Well, definitely. I remember speaking at that convention. Um, it's so ironic that Reynard Rigby was the chairman of the PLP at that time. And my math teacher in high school, her name was Cantanza, is Cantanza Adele.
1: Contanza was your math teacher? Yes. Wow. You know, graduated
2: from FarmU, she did engineering <coughs> and so she was teaching math, very young teacher. And man, she saw when I went to COB, what I was doing, and she was like, then I want you to speak, you know, at this convention. And Cantanza holds a special place in my heart. She was the reason, one of the reasons why it's a Kappa, Mm -hmm. and the reason why it's a PFB. So, So she was able, she was like, she asked me to speak. And so I was just happy. I spoke about the issues that students at the COB, University of the Bahamas, was going through. And it was a profound moment for me. It, realized, it made me realize at that point that, you know, this is, this is my arena. This is where I feel comfortable. I remember after coming off the stage, so many ministers was talking to me and telling me, man, you know, you have so much promise. And so that for me was just the stepping stone. You know, then I joined Young Liberals. I joined the branch of my, of Carmichael. I was all, of, you know, so like I've been involved with the PLB for quite some time. I've been national vice chairman, leadership council, branch chairman multiple times, um, first vice and PYL. And so for me, it's just about pushing yourself. You know, I know politics is, uh, you know, a lot of younger persons seem to say not want or shy away from it. But I think it's what you get out of it is what you put in, you know, and if you're very persistent and consistent with it. You know, and it pours down to something that you love. Like, you know, to me, like, you ain't going to do something if you don't love it. Mm-hmm. And so there will be bad days where you get frustrated that you say, you know, what, this don't make any sense. But if you truly love and like what you're doing and you know you're doing it for the greater good, you'll push through. And that's how it is with politics. I, I would tell persons... You know, it's very frustrating. Don't look at the glitz and glamour and think, oh, you know, anyone can do that. I can do that. That' easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll be rudely awakened if you enter that realm with that mindset. And so for me, like I said, I just, for me, that was just the stepping stone for me. And also for lack of a better um, term, like, you know, having somewhat like, you know, some shadow mentorship, mm-hmm. you know, some senior politicians, you know, who saw, you know, the drive in me. You know, I, I grew up, Looking at persons like V. for Gray, Leslie Miller, like these were, you know, Kayla role. Like these were politicians who I felt as if that I felt as if more aligned with. And, you know, these were persons that I know were serious about the governance and running of the country. And so that's very important that you have to see able to align yourself with what you want to be. And that was very big and important for me.
0: So one of our sponsors, uh, Light. Their, their thing is, um, they have, their, their nickname is Silver Bullet. So I want to ask you guys about any nicknames that you have that, that people, like, I do know you as Q and Brian, yeah. but are there are any other nicknames that they are known by? i sure you would have yeah. your, your fraternity yeah. name or something like that. Uh, or, yeah. or, or everyone know you
2: as Q. Everybody know me as Q. Like from, you know, I used to, in high school, they used to call me Lil Q. But I guess I graduate now. <laughs> <It was laughs> You've seen you see you, you see yeah, you, I guess a couple more years, I can say old Q. <laughs> but you know, right now, you know, it's just Q. <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't know if I got any nicknames, I want the, the, the public to no, know like that, so, but, just, but um, just, just no, I'm a junior. Yeah. So people, you know, Barry Jr. My mm. family calls me BJ. So anyone mm. who kind of calls me BJ, I know, know if you I had they know me from, yeah. from back then. So
0: my, my family calls me I'm also a second. So anyone okay. call me Darian, I know that's, you gotta be my family.
1: Yeah. And you know, people call me B, like a lot of my close friends just call me B. Mm. And so when I became Senator, one of my friends kind of posted, um, you know, I hope you weren't expecting us to call you Senator. You still, <laughs> you still is B, you know? <laughs> so, you know, yeah, little names like that. Yeah.
0: So I mentioned earlier, the, the most, I, I personally know, but other than what well, you watching TV, what is this house of God? So like, I didn't even know what the web was until house of God. Mm-hmm. So, so I saw those, so, do we have, so, and the system was different. So I think a lot of people, are, uh, we, we follow American politics so much. You don't really understand the Westminster system. Yeah. Um. You, like you said, you worked in America. how different, like for us, not not a dummy, I mean, you know I've been in socks. Mm-hmm. So I but mm-hmm. kind of give me the the, the stock differences and Q, could you can chime into it because mm-hmm. you've been in the, the stock differences between what we would see on TV and what we like to watch and what we actually yeah. live in our society.
1: Well, I'll go back and answer your first question about the whip. We do have a whip, okay. and our whip in the the House of Assembly is um, MP Leslie Miller Bryce. Okay, and so, right. for those who don't know, the whip is the one responsible for making sure all of the members of Parliament kind of toe the party line.
0: Right, right, um, right.
1: You know, American politics are a little more volatile with this, um, you know, um, Bohemian politics and, you know, British politics by extension tend to be a little bit more, um, people tend to follow the party line a bit more. Mm -hmm. But when important votes come up, so for example, like how the free national movement, um, in the last um, that cycle, was, that was
0: run where Travis and those, voted where they against. voted against. Yeah, it yeah. would
1: have been the whip's job to make sure keep that the they w- stayed in line. In line. Okay. So whoever the whip was at that time didn't exactly, you know, um, um, do their job. But yeah, um, Leslie and Miller Bryce is our whip, and so we have full confidence in her. Um, that she'll build my, relationships. My, my my oh, sea breeze, yeah. Um, she'll build the relationships to be able to make sure you know our party toes align, especially for important pieces of of legislation. But yeah, I worked in um the American political system, also studied in the UK. Was also involved. You know, I'm just a political junkie. I was involved in British politics when I was over there. I'm working with a few um, campaigns as well. Um, there are a lot of there are a lot of differences. Too much to go into now. But I would just say the biggest thing is American politics is a little bit more independent within the within the party system and within the government structure. Um, representatives tend to have a little bit more freedom to vote and to sort of do things, you know, on their own, mm-hmm. or in the views of their constituents in the British parliamentary system. It's more about party, your party as a collective was voted in, this is what the people voted for, for the entire manifesto. So you're expected to toe the party line, because it's, you know, you're, you
0: umbrella,
1: under the umbrella of the party. So your constituents voted for you, yes, but under the banner of the party. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, people here get a little bit more upset when our politicians are aren't, aren't kind of more radical and, mm-hmm. and, you know, going against that, but that's not exactly how the system. British parliamentary system was built. Right. And so you have a lot of arguments that people make of maybe that's why we need to abolish the, the, the system. Um But that's just pretty much how the system was was, was meant to work.
0: And to ask you. Yeah, I
2: definitely those I think a whip is a very important uh, person inside our politics in our political realm. And I think It will be big. Um, Definitely, you know, I've been involved in in politics also from away. When I was in Philadelphia, for me, I was able to experience full-hand the impact of Barack Obama in 08. You know, I was in Philadelphia, I even attended the inauguration, and it was just something to see the movement. And like, I I, I take it because you have to be innovative and cutting-edge. I mean, in 2008, when Barack was campaigning and when he won, You know, one of the key things that he did, you know, he started out this blast text. Remember everybody, you know, now BDC, everybody see blast. Like, that was the first time something like that ever happened. Mm -hmm. Even me, an international student, I was getting the text, vote for register for Barack Obama, this way to go to vote. And it just showed you how politics has to be innovative. And I think that's very important. And I think as we move, not just as a not as just as a party, but as a country, innovation and being innovative in whatever field, especially in the art of politics and rejuvenating our country is important. And I think that's going to be uh, a mantra, you know, personally for me. And I think that's how it has to move forward, you know, but other than that, you know, it's politics is, you know, I love it. It's frustrating, but, you know, for me is understanding the greater good that is to help the Bahamian people.
0: So what's your thoughts on, those people like lot that um, we should be able to vote separately for party and data, um, what are you, your thoughts on that? No one, no one would you know about all the systems?
2: Well, I'll take the first stab at it. Um, a lot of persons feel that way. I understand the concern yeah. because, you know, it's a legitimate reason why per- Bahamians feel that way, you know, but it's just not how our political system is structured. I mean, we just live in a Westminster system. It is you know, what it is. It is what it is. I mean, persons would want to change it. Um, I'm still torn, and like, I I like the system that we have because it shows at that end of day, it shows accountability. Mm-hmm. And there has been many instances in the past where persons are good members of parliament have still been able to win. You know, there's been instances where members of parliament have been independent candidates. And run against PLP and FNM and still have won, Mm -hmm. and so it just shows too that it can still be done. It may be like, oh, you know, I don't want like this MP or the Prime Minister or this or that. But you have to vote because Bahamians and everyone vote for various different reasons. Mm -hmm. Some people vote for their community. Some people vote because they vote for the Prime Minister. Some people vote for just I just like this person more than you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. So and that's why I say to take that away. I think it would be a disservice because people vote for a variety of different reasons.
1: So where's my thing? I see the the benefits and the disadvantages of the different types of of systems. I think people... See the, the the glitz and the pomp of the American system, but they don't see the inefficiencies, the, the, the reality, the reality it. of it. Yeah. So, like I said, there's lots of independence, but that brings lots of issues as well. For example, um, every single year, if you watch American news, you'd see there's a gridlock with Congress and the president. Budgets can't pass, bill can't pass. Imagine a small country like this where the budget can't pass every July, and <laughs> government workers can't you know um, government workers can't get their pay, right. um, people can't get their social services assistance until you know the the, the different parties that might be in power, you know, a a PLP, prime minister with an FNM legislature, imagine that kind of gridlock. I don't think a small country like, yeah, I don't think a small country like ours, um, could handle that. But I do see the benefits of um, the different types of systems. So what I would say is in 2013, when I was still a law student, I was invited by um, Sean McQueenie, who was then um, chairman of the Constitutional Committee of the country where, um, you know, they were they were they were um, different members of society and different facets came to give their views on how the the Constitution should change, if at all, for example. And so I think our country perhaps is at a time um, in, in a couple of years, we're going to have the 50th anniversary right. of, of our country, you know, which are... We
0: are, we are a really young country. I don't we're, we're a young country. Young, of
1: country and, and democracy and, you know, evolves, you know, in countries, you know, I mean, you know, think of how many amendments the U.S. Constitution have. You always hear Americans talk about yeah. the 15th Amendment, this yeah, amendment, you know, yeah. things change over time. And so perhaps we're at that point in our history where we need to sit as a country and say, what do we want our future to look like? Mm-hmm. Barbados is doing that right now. Yeah, They've made the, a concerted um, effort to... Uh, the Republic. To, to remove the queen as head of state. Yeah. And so I think perhaps we're at a time where we need to sit and say, OK, we've done this for 50 years. Um, should we continue this? Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't, what are we going to change to and what would it look like? And that process isn't going to be a short process. I think it might take a couple of years to kind of figure that out. But perhaps we are at the time when we kind of really as a country come together and really, you know, look at that.
0: So on the next one, a collect, uh sure this is from collect. So yes,
1: your sponsors love you, you make you make sure to plug them in. Yeah, of course they pay <laughs> me some good money. So All right.
0: yeah. um collect my so my personal favorite collect is uh is platinum glasses so come on you exercise a regular gold gold. Oh you oh I have none before you come here, you you have a hard life.
1: Collect gold.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's <is> platinum mine. <laughs> So what I really want so we all know it. our MP, when you see our MP, we ask them what they do with the community. You see a PM, you have a certain explanation. What do we as the public, what do what do we or should we expect when you see a senator? Because like I can say, we personally this is the first time I actually know Senators personally. So I would mm-hmm. never know what to say because I, I honestly don't know each other's do. So what what is it that we should expect or like what what is in the right line to ask you guys if I see you and talk a talk shop?
1: You want me to go or... you go first. Um so one, uh, I think one of the beauties of our system is that um, the jobs of senators and MPs are, are similar in many ways, but mm-hmm. dissimilar in, in a lot of ways as well. Mm-hmm. So the main function that is similar is the legislative function where um, in parliament, we pretty much have the same job. Bills have to pass both the House and the Senate. Mm-hmm. So MPs are in there debating, discussing the bills, making amendments on behalf of the people. We do the exact same thing. Bills have to pass both. The, the, the key difference, um, you know which which I like and and've I've had to point out to people um so far, um, we don't have constituencies. So um senators don't represent constituencies. And so when you have con- like constituency issues, you got to go all B. Mm-hmm. So you know, a lot <laughs> of people come to us, <laughs> you know, asking certain questions and it's like you have to kind of skillfully direct them. To to, 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 to the MP. Yeah. Um, so I would say that's one of the key differences. But um, in the same way you could hold uh, an MP's feet to the fire in terms of government policy, in terms of what we're advocating, I think you can do the same for us. We, we sit at the table. We're in the same parliamentary caucus. We have a voice. And so we can advocate on behalf of the Bahamian people as well. So mm. you want to talk ideas about policy, about what needs to be in the laws, but what need to change, what we should have on our agenda. You can definitely talk to us about that. But um, when the garbage needs to collect on your street or... <laughs> or your street light out, you got to call your MB. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I share Barry's sentiments that that's exactly what it is. Um, Definitely, if you see myself, I'm always open to ask, you know, well, Quentin, this was said in the House of Assembly or this was said in the Senate. Why is this happening? Ask, you know, and I have no problem explaining it to you because that is my job. You know, at the end of the day, we are considered um, public servants right now. You know, we work to the We work for the Bahamian people. And if there's any concerns, um, I, even, I even ask for if there's a national issue, voice it. If there's something that you want to be heard at a national level, you let me know. Because I will have a platform where I could express the views, your opinions, even your suggestions on how we can move this country forward. Because I will never, or I've never been or ever caught up in a situation where I failed to say that. I have the best ideas for the country. We have... 350-something more thousand Bahamians, and I'm sure many of them have views and opinions that can take this country forward. And so if those opinions, if persons want to share it with me, I'll be able to have no objection to presenting it to ensure that we enhance our country. And I think that's a big thing as a senator. Um, For me personally, the the aspect of being a senator, you know, holds a lot of weight, and I hold it um, very near and dear because it gives me an opportunity to understand real parliamentary procedure. You know, and I think that's something that a lot of Bahamians haven't had the opportunity, you know, and it gives me as a young person that opportunity. And because that's one of the things that I want to do as a senator, I want to be able to be a voice for millennials inside that Senate because that has been a void for quite some time. And so I want to be able to be in there to say, okay, this is how millennials are thinking. This is how we are being affected from this piece of legislation. You know, and that is going to be my first order of any legislation that I debate and look, how is this going to affect millennials and what is going to be their viewpoint on this legislation that I pass?
0: This is our last one. Yeah. Sir, Ram, Ram, uniquely Bahamian mm-hmm. and all of us in this room, we love our country jelly we do it different ways. Mm-hmm. So my uniquely Bahamian thing to do, I like comfort for this and drink sky juice. That's like, I, that's my thing. What mm-hmm. about you guys?
1: Um, some of you love sky juice. If you go, um to Sky Juice King or there's yep, a lady the who's Friday. two, she's like two or three um, stalls style. down from Sky Juice a mm-hmm. brown thing. Literally like every two or three days mm-hmm. I come there and when the second she sees me walking up she, she, knows she, she just turns around and know what to <laughs> do. So, so, fall, yeah. yeah, my other Bahamian thing is I love a Bahamian breakfast on Saturday morning. Saturday morning I have to have boiled fish or stew yeah, kunk so or I like yeah, stew something. kunk and fish with, them, mm-hmm. with, nice,
0: with nice sweet piece cake. Yeah,
1: that's, that's, my, that's my Bahamian thing, those two things, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I guess to me, my beaming thing, I give it one hundred. My beaming thing is I like sheep dung soaps. Um definitely for me and then island hopping. Like for me, seeing the beauty of this country is something that I, I implore all being to do. I had the opportunity. I wish, I wish it was cheaper. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. I've seen like this country in so many different <clears> facets <throat> and you know, seeing the people and the different cultures and the different islands. And I love meeting new people. Well, new behemoths to me mm-hmm. because I've never seen them, yeah. you know, but to go to islands like Ragged Island, and Long Key percent. and different than the Lutra. And like, so mm. for me, that's just a key thing that, you know, that I really value and appreciate as being a behemoth and just seeing and meeting new behemoths.
1: Jumping on that, you know, one of the things that I appreciate now that social media has now given us an insight to, I don't know if you all realize like on social media, we're now discovering the different Palettes and cuisines of the yeah, different islands yeah, and yeah. some someone from i don't know post something and we'll some another and be like what the hell is that i ain't never seen that before and the other and, island and swears a, is bohemian like, and everybody uh, does uh, it
0: even, even the simple parking between parking what the hell is yeah porky? like these, is these, yeah. these different <laughs> things
1: so you and, know and the
0: fame sky juice versus caliwash. wash
1: yeah. yeah and yeah. then <laughs> in in grand bahama they do fish and panny cake or something yeah my, my wife and, and then we the mayo the and the so salad and we go
0: weird grass and they get fish and bunny cake yeah so things
1: like that that people from different islands like what you know, so um, that, that's a good unique thing that social media and stuff is you know, sort of bringing showing us the differences um across the islands. Yeah. So, as I remind
0: earlier, really, my show is really about young behemoth sports and culture. So, my one thing I always ask every government is this is my personal opinion, that, and my your answer would be your personal opinion, not your mm-hmm. government's opinion. I think personally, youth sports and culture always get someone always gets left out. And this is my opinion. I think that that's three three triplets, uh-huh. and your daddy you not know, you have enough money to give enough money to the bank. might give it just uh, one one government, maybe heavy on youth, uh-huh. one government heavy on sports, one government heavy on culture. And I feel like those we and the reason why I do I do first black man to win an Oscar is a Bayman. the first non-American to get drafted number one overall was a Bayman. So we are so much first. Like we are mighty as a country. All these gold medals, uh-huh. NBA, baseball. So I just feel like we. That is one thing we as a country lack, and this is why my show exists, that we, if we could get our culture out there some more and our athletes and empower the youth, I think that's the main thing, and this is my personal opinion, I feel like it's never enough money just give one. like, I feel like if one, because that one, um, and she has a certain amount of money, it never is really equally distributed. That's what, uh-huh. in my 30 years of life, that's, what, that's my opinion. I want to know your, what your thoughts on that.
1: Um... I I agree with you um, in a sense. I don't have an issue with the ministries being together in terms of the Ministry of Youth Sports and Culture. But I do think each part of the ministry needs to be adequately funded. But that just comes down to the priorities of that particular government. I don't know if you've read our blueprint, but um, I think you would find that um, we do pay adequate attention to each of those. Mm-hmm. And so now would be to people like you um, who have a platform to hold our feet to the fire to say, this is what y'all said in y'all platform. Y'all were gonna do this for culture, do this for youth, do this for sport. Mm-hmm. Y'all are year in. Mm-hmm. I ain't see these yet, or what I hope it would be. You would say we're a year in, and wow, they really taking these things off the list. Um, I would do a plug now for the current Minister of Youth Sports and Culture, um, Mario Boleg. Interesting. Who who I'll
0: be seeing on the plane in two days? Exactly.
1: (laughs) Interestingly enough, I just ran into him at Fish Fry over the weekend, and we were able to have a quick chat. And um, I'm confident that. He will do all in his power to make sure each part of the ministry is adequately funded. One of the things the ministry is doing now is having an advisory board for each part of the ministry, and so for the first time, what you're what you're gonna see, I hope I'm not releasing something that I shouldn't beforehand, but what you're gonna see is, for example, the first time ever, the 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 culture ministry is gonna have an advisory board of people who um, are in in the, in the industry, advising the minister of what to do, and they'll be kind of intimately involved in policy with inside the the ministry, and so. I think that's one of the things you're going to see from our government. I think we are going to try and pay particular attention in particular, because we have it in writing in our blueprint. So right. you will be able to hold us to account.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I share a view that the ministry of youth sports and culture is, in my opinion, one of the most important ministries, you know, because it talks about the youth, talk about the future of this country. And I think that's very important. I think great, great emphasis needs to be placed on that. Uh, myself as a person, athletic and been involved in sports for most of my life. Is that it's so important, the, the aspect of sports. You know, sports is a multi billion, trillion dollar worldwide mm-hmm. industry. And you know, there's so many ways, and persons could tap into that. You know, and so the Bahamas has shown itself to be elite. Titan. You know, elite, like in, in every aspect of it. And so I i do share the concern that, you know, that there's so much in one ministry. And I think, you know, not to shameless plug, I mean, look at the recent history in regards to the Progressive Liberal Party from 2012 to 2017. It shows the emphasis on sports, it showed the emphasis on culture, you know brought in and carnival, Mm -hmm. IAAF release like, and so it, we have shown that we emphasize and have a big priority inside this ministry. And I think that's very important. And as the country moves forward, I think it must continue to evolve. And I think we must tap into so many different avenues of that ministry. And like I say, you know, I think sports is just so big here, you know, and we need to expand it. And I think the sky is the limit Mm -hmm. if we really hone into it, and I think the present minister, um, Coach Mario Bolek, is someone that I know for a fact, is a very diligent, a very strong-minded person who's going to get something done, and I'm confident that it will be expanded to the greatest potential that it has.
0: And if things go well, we might actually have an Olympic team next. next. Uh, Basketball Olympic team, yes. I love Kai, buddy, mm-hmm. so, well, so I'm yeah. looking forward to... And, I'm, and we have two the two fastest 400 meters in the world, so it's yep. going to be pretty good in the Olympics. So the next four years, five years, what do you personally want to see from between your role and your government and power? What would you like to see your impact? Because basically already in history, your names are in the, the you know, Scotch. They can't take it your name. You always send it mm-hmm. out this time. What would you like to be your, your personal impact, each of you, the next five years? Or would you like mm-hmm. to have done because of your your impact?
1: Mm-hmm. So you, you actually touched on something I said um in my speech when I was... Um, elected to be the vice president. I said to all the senators there, we've made history, now let's make progress. So the election is done, now it's time for us to work. One of my goals as the vice president of the Senate is to ensure that we have an open Senate and an open parliament. Um, I think Bahamians in general um, don't know enough about what's going on in parliament, about what we're doing. So for example, we're in the information age. Mm -hmm. I see no reason why Parliament shouldn't be opened physically as well as um, technology-wise. So, for example, one of the things that we want to do in the Senate and in Parliament um, at large is to invite Bahamians, invite groups to Parliament to watch the debates, to see what's going on, so that um, it can be that, that kind of more, in, in particular, young people and students, so they can know from a young age exactly what's going on. So it's not kind of your government and your parliament is over here. And mm-hmm. there are these people that are far off into which, the which, distance. Which, which it has felt like. Yeah, you want to be able to feel and touch us. I mm-hmm. want, you know, young people to know mm-hmm. this Barry, this this Q, mm-hmm. you know, you know who we are, you could, you could walk up to us and talk to us. So that's one thing in terms of physically, Um, in terms of technology wise, I don't know if you, you know this, but um there isn't a standalone website for, for parliament. No. There's no website you can go to and look and see who the MPs are, who the no. who the senators are, their bios, their contact information. There's no one direct place you can go to, to look and see the bills that are being debated right now. And so one of the things, um, you know, that I'm making a personal goal of mine that we're going to work on is to open up parliament in that way, to, to make everything more accessible um, to the general public. Yeah. Appreciate
2: that. That's good. Well, definitely for me, one of my things is that, is that, I go back to my professional career, you know, I think that being financially empowered and understanding the plight, um, I want to take my time as a senator to ensure that Bahamians are more economically empowered. I mean, we've already had the social revolution. I think now is the economic revolution. So that Bahamians, young and old, especially millennials are able to advance in this country. We all know the plight of home ownership in this country for millennials, just being financially stable to prevail for your family and to excel. And I think that's a challenge that a lot of Bahamians have. And that's one of the things that I want to do. I want to be a part of that revolution. I also want to be a part of ensuring that investments, foreign direct investments, in partnership with Bahamian investors, are excelled. And I think, you know, our WACX is, you know, one of the big things that, you know, one of the steps in the right direction. But a big thing for me, and like, you know, like, you know, from my podcast, Dollars and Cents, we just talk about finances and how we can move forward as a people, and that's going to be Where I hone my talents and my focus. You know, being, once again, sorry to sound like a scratch record, but the voice for millennials and Gen Z is because their voices have to be heard. Mm -hmm. And if we ignore those voices, we are only fooling ourselves as a party and as a country. And so I want to be able to be that it for change And that's big for me And so I think Moving forward That's going to be A big thing You know I hope I don't get No backlash On Twitter You know You know I like I want to see (laughs) More behavior Millionaires You know me (laughs) To this day I can't understand Why I got so much hate (laughs) But see But it shows It's the education You know It talks about How we must progress as a country you know and it does show it it's concerning because you know when you see persons have an objection mm-hmm. to wanting more millionaires, it, it it's kind of scary yeah, yeah. you know but it also shows that it shows me that there's still a lot of work yeah. to be done as a capital to,
0: to <laughs> yeah. yeah so thank you guys for coming like say said we all are vaccinated in this room so don't mind yes. us wearing um, masks <laughs> i i heard i heard tested yeah, all of that i cause, as y'all know i'm going to watch um, Kai, go Friday, so i had to get my desk um, I'm, I'm happy to hear that they expect, I think we have like 160 people, 160,000 at least, like partially. So yeah. So I even get, I was office, I like, he expect within two to three months, we get 200,000. 200, so mm. hopefully we could get through this, because you said earlier how we had, um, PLP introduced Carnival. Well, I lost so much money last year because of COVID. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So I, I hope we could bring back next year with buying with Junkanoo and Carnival and all mm. these other festivals. Yeah. Food Fest. Like, I, I don't realize how much I miss Food Fest yeah. until <laughs> they can't go. you yep. know, I mean,
1: all these social events, man, it's time to get back to some kind of mm. normalcy. So yeah. we, we got to make sure people get vaccinated.
0: So you could find that you can follow them and I know if, they don't want uh other platforms, they want people I know they don't want you bombard your Instagram Instagrams. So.
1: No, I mean for me that's fine. Follow on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Facebook is Barry N Griffin. Mm-hmm. Um Instagram, same thing, Barry and Griffin.
2: For me, Facebook is Quentin C Lightborn. Um, that's my Instagram, q on Twitter is q underscore Lightborn. So these were the two,
0: two the youngest, the two young senators
2: inside there, and
0: the youngest, Weepy. We be. Well, we be we ever. be we be and you know what <laughs> <laughs> ever since um i'm sure that i go to the seniors every time i have a sock yesterday I I to remind you he's been the sock just to keep pissing andrew off so yeah he's uh he's a, he's a good <laughs> Bro soccer, soccer. Bro Bro soccer. soccer. Um, yeah this is yes. episode 15 of your host tim may stay tuned for more